This world is in such a sorry state. It is full of hopeless situations. Allow me to list a few hopeless situations that will drive home what is obvious. Marital disillusionment and divorce. Desertion. Adultery and rampant fornication. Bondages of various forms, including alcohol addiction, drug addiction, pornography addiction, homosexuality, pedophilia, gender dysphoria, Satanism and witchcraft, devil possession, and how about depression, anxiety disorders, self-loathers and cutters, mental illness, chronic sickness and illnesses, deception, haters, cheaters, liars, violence, robbery, rape. This is just a short list. What a stinking mess. I have some bright, bright news for you. There is surely a cure for all the above, a cure that the Bible knows as deliverance. This deliverance is totally marvelous, and it requires a complete and absolute surrender unto the Lord Jesus Christ, the hallelujah Lord of glory. And I mean 100% surrender. At this place of deliverance, which Jesus calls born again, you can kiss the list of hopeless situations above goodbye, but anything short of giving your all to Jesus Christ will not do. There are no halfway houses. You are either born again or you are not. Jesus said in John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Dear visitor, have you been born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? If your answer is no, then you are surely included in the short list of hopeless situations above. However, if you would like everything to change today, you can follow me in a simple prompt. In just a moment, all of your sin and shame will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. You will be clean. Today, all of Satan's bondages will be broken, and the bigger the better. You will be free. Today, you will be born again, surely the best day of your life. Do you want to change your hopeless situation? Here is the prompt I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Genesis 1, 26 and 27, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. God said, Psalms 115, verse 16, The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. Man said, I may have some problems, but it's good to know science has my back. That's right. I just follow the science. What science? Oh, you got me. I don't actually know. I'm just spouting out the latest non-answer. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said feature 1148 that will once again certify the marvelous inerrancy and supernatural authorship of God's Holy Bible. 
All of these glorious features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and as ammunition in the raging battle for the lost sons and daughters of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for coming. May God's grace and mercy be multiplied unto you and your house. Dark days for the world, which will be its darkest, are beginning their descent into hell's fire. But keep in mind, children of God, the best friend of the candle is extreme darkness. We the born again are the light of the world. It's time to shine. Anything short of fully persuaded will simply not do. Romans 4, 20 and 21 speaks of faithful Abraham. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. I need to know it's true. Everything from the smallest molecule to eternal life depends on it. Every word, sentence, and punctuation mark in God's holy majority text Bible is true and righteous altogether, all of it, down to each jot and every tittle. Doubt is the devil's domain, and when there is doubt, the mountain won't move. Hebrews 3.12 calls it the evil heart of unbelief. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief, in departing from the living God. Separation to the entirety of God's Word is where the child of God reaches full deliverance, fulfillment, and a peace that surpasses understanding. Anything less than complete surrender unto the glory of God is imbecilic. Settle this issue today. There is no time to dally. The devil's carnal minions attack the Word of God incessantly. He knows the Word of God is the all of it. If he wants to steal, kill, and destroy, John 10.10, 10, the devil must tear it down. He must control the dialogue. This truth is ever so apparent in the battle over freedom of speech, a battle that is raging even as we speak. The big beautiful news is that the carnal world's every, every attack against the Word of God has, been, has utterly failed completely. God's Word has not suffered a scratch or even a mild embrasure. It's called uniformitarianism, and it is foundational to the blasphemy that is the theory of evolution, otherwise known as the God of the carnal academics. The doctrine of uniformitarianism is spawned in unbelief. Uniformitarianism postulates that all things geologically move in a uniform, predictable way, and what we know about the earth and its present measurable state can be used to extrapolate backward in time to establish age and age into the billions of years. Quite a difference between the Bible, which pegs the beginning of the earth, its universe, and all the life forms therein to be just over 6,000 years old, wouldn't you say? Somebody has it wrong. Carnal academia begins upside down from a position of unbelief, and instead of man being made in the glorious likeness and image of God, he slithered out from some mysterious puddle. His father is a monkey, and his first cousin a mushroom, formerly a banana. Yet somebody really has it wrong. When the student of the Scriptures approaches the same geological information from a position of faith, the outcome is 180 degrees out. 
the really good news is that the Bible's positions, excuse me, can be proven beyond any reasonable doubt. Two major, absolutely not uniform geological events will demonstrate the foolishness of evolution and uniformitarianism. Number one, creation itself. If the uniformitarian, armed with unbelief, happened upon the earth for the first time at the end of the sixth day of creation, he would assume billions of years of age when the creation process had just begun six days earlier. If this same uniformitarian happened upon Adam just 15 minutes after his creation, the uniformitarian would assume millions of years of history when Adam was in fact only 15 minutes old. No one would consider Creation Week uniform geology, especially the uniformitarians. Number two, Noah and the Ark. In the book Annals of the World, written in the 1600s, famed chronologist Bishop Usher dates the global flood to have occurred in 2349 B.C. and has Noah and his family boarding the ark on Sunday, December 7 of that year. Today's carnal academics decry such an account as Sunday school foolishness. But the record tells another story, a real story. In spite of their adamant denial, marine fossils are found on every mountain peak. Three-quarters of the earth is covered in flood strata. The very vast majority of all fossils became fossils as a result of water action. Over 500 ancient societal records tell of God's destruction of man and China's long-standing historical claim that their beginning was the result of a catastrophic flood was bolstered in 2016. The headlines tell the story. Headline, August 4, 2016, New York Times. Scientific evidence of flood may give credence to legend of China's first dynasty. Headline, August 5, 2016, UK Telegraph. First evidence of legendary China flood may rewrite history. Headline, August 4, 2016, Washington Post. Legends say China began in a great flood. Scientists just found evidence that the flood was real. Headline, August 4, 2016, ScienceMag.org. Massive flood may have led to China's earliest empire. The Washington Post printed the following concerning the Chinese record and the global flood. The flood is pouring forth destruction, boundless and overwhelming. It overtops hills and mountains, goes the quote attributed to the legendary Emperor Yao. Rising and ever-rising, it threatens the very heavens. The New York Times said this legendary flood took place some 4,000 years ago. The Bible's global flood in the days of Noah took place approximately 4,372 years ago. Certainly, there was a global flood, and that is not uniform geology. A horde of sea monster fossils were unearthed in the landlocked U.S. state of Nebraska. Whale fossils were discovered in the desert. Shark fossils in Cleveland, Ohio, another landlocked state. And thousands of core drillings all over the globe all show the very same flood progression as recorded in God's holy book of Genesis. The examples of this ilk fill volumes. When one begins in unbelief, his father will be a monkey and his first cousin a mushroom, and, of course, 
All life began from an explosion out of nothing. The God of the academics, evolution, is continually being upended. It's certainly true. Their truth of yesterday is debunked by their truth of today, and their truth of today will be debunked by their truth of tomorrow. The reason for all the debunking should be obvious. Their truth is not true. Here's an example from the November 2022 issue of Scientific American. The headline of the 10-page spread reads, Walks of Life, and the subhead reads, Mounting Fossil Evidence is Upending the Conventional Wisdom about the Evolution of Human Bipedalism. The following excerpt is from that feature. In the iconic representation of human evolution, a procession of ancestors, starting with a chimp-like creature ambling on on all fours, gives way to a series of ever more erect forebears, culminating in a fully upright homo sapien striding triumphantly on two legs. First popularized in the 1960s, the March of Progress, as this image and its variants are known, has decorated countless books, T-shirts, bumper stickers, and coffee mugs. But paleontological discoveries made over the past two decades are forcing scientists to redraw this traditional linear imagery, end of quote. How Humans Evolved Walking was a headline from the November 11, 2022 issue of the week referring to the Scientific American article quoted above. A sentence from the week article follows. The March of Progress. The image showing human evolution from knuckle-dragging apes to a series of ever more upright forebears may be entirely false, <laughs> reports Scientific American. End of quote. How about that? The uniformitarians began upside down, and they will remain upside down. The James Webb Space Telescope, abbreviated as JWST, is a $10 billion space telescope. The JWST published its first pictures of deep space on July 12, 2022. Since that time, the field of cosmology has been scrambling to explain what could be a serious upending of their most sacred of Kyle's. Excerpts from the uh, several scientific publications will highlight some of the bewilderment cosmology has been experiencing in the last six months. Number one. Scientific American, December 2022. Headline, Breaking Cosmology. Subhead, JWST's first images include unimaginably distant galaxies that challenge the theories of how quickly these structures can form. Several paragraphs from that feature follow. Such observations were supposed to take time. Initial projections estimated the first galaxies would be so small and Faith that JWST would find at best a few intriguingly remote candidates in its pilot investigations, things didn't go quite as planned. Instead, as soon as the telescope scientists released its very first images of the distant universe, astronomers such as Naldau at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology started finding numerous galaxies within them that, in apparent age, size, and luminosity, surpassed all predictions. The competition for discovery was fierce. With each new day, it seemed claims of yet another record-breaking, earliest-known galaxy emerged from one research group of another after another. 
Everyone was freaking out, says Charlotte Mason, an astrophysicist at the University of Copenhagen. We really weren't expecting this. In the weeks and months following, JWST's findings of surprisingly mature early galaxies, theorists and observers have been scrambling to explain them. Could the bevy of anomalously big and bright early galaxies be illusionary, perhaps because of flaws in analysis of the telescope's initial observations? If genuine, could they somehow be explained by standard cosmological models, or just maybe? Were they the first hints that the universe is more strange and complex than even our boldest theories had supposed? Even if you took everything that was available to form stars and snapped your fingers instantaneously, you still wouldn't be able to get that big that early, says Michael Bolin Colchin, a cosmologist at the University of Texas at Austin. It wouldn't be, excuse me, it would be a real revolution. This process of becoming of the early universe's chaos giving way to more orderly cosmos we know today is thought to have taken about a billion years. JWST's discovery of bright galaxies in the early cosmos challenges this model. We should see lots of these little proto-galactic fragments that have not yet merged to make a big galaxy, says Stacy McCaw, a cosmologist at Case Western University. Instead, we're seeing a few things that are already big galaxies. The most startling explanation is that the canonical LCDM a cosmological model is wrong and requires revision. These results are very surprising and hard to get in our standard model of cosmology, Bolin Colson says, and it's probably not a small change. We'd have to go back to the drawing board. JWST has ushered in a new era of science, and despite the uncertainties, the rapid communication of new discoveries has invigorated astronomers. It's been fantastic, True says. It's really wonderful to see the community so engaged and excited. Now the question is, if we can truly believe what we are seeing, is it time to reappraise our understanding of the dawn of time? We're peering under the unknown, Mason says, end of quote. Number two, Discover Magazine, January, February 2023, headline, A Fresh Eye on the Beginning of Time. Several excerpts follow. Data released last summer suggests that cosmic gas clouds coalesced into these light-emitting objects much sooner after the Big Bang than previously thought. The first galaxies we see are already filled up with uh, chemical elements, says astrophysicist and Nobel laureate John Mather, JST's senior project scientist. It's not just hydrogen and helium. There's current excitement about the really early universe, he says. Everything that happened in those first few hundreds of millions of years will be a surprise. Ultra-precise measurements of the expansion of space could challenge the standard model scientist's best description of the fundamental rules of nature. JWST is poised to reshape much of what we know about the cosmos. What continues to be so exciting are the questions that we don't even know to ask yet, says Levinson. Number three. Science News, January 28, 2023. Headline, Telescope Spots Earliest Galaxies Yet. Subhead, James Webb's Glances Back in Time Are Reshaping Cosmology. Two paragraphs follow. 
Taken together, the new observations suggest galaxies formed earlier and faster than previously thought. We're entering a new era, says astronomer Swara Ravindranath of the Space Telescope Science Institute in Baltimore. Perhaps galaxies formed earlier and faster than thought, although it is possible that JWST just looked at a particularly galaxy-rich patch of sky, he said, end of quotes. When one science begins in the camp of unbelief, expect upside down. In the November-December 2022 issue of ICR's Acts and Facts, Dr. J. Herbert gives science backed by the camp of faith concerning the findings of JWST. The title of the feature is James Webb Telescope versus the Big Bang. You'll find the following under article highlights, along with several additional paragraphs. <clears throat> article highlights. The new James Webb Space Telescope's images are causing consternation among conventional scientists. The telescope was designed to be sensitive to infrared radiation, which allows better images of very distant galaxies. These distant galaxies are unexpectedly bright and mature, an unsettling result for Big Bang scientists. The galaxy red shifts Webb detects could be due to something other than a currently expanding universe, which would contradict the Big Bang. By Big Bang reckoning, it's implied we don't see very distant galaxies as they are now, but as they were billions of years ago, shortly after the Big Bang occurred. For this reason, theorists expect very distant galaxies to look extremely immature and unevolved. However, this expectation is routinely contradicted by observations. Preliminary data from the JWST make this problem much more acute. For a long time, scientists believed the universe's earliest, oldest galaxies to be small, slightly chaotic, and mis misshapen systems. But J w excuse me, JWST captured imagery has revealed these galaxies to be shockingly massive, not to be mentioned balanced and well-formed, a finding that challenges and will likely rewrite long-held understandings about the origins of our universe. Granted, these results are preliminary, but even these initial reports are causing angst among theorists. University College, London, cosmologist Richard Ellis said, It worries me slightly that we find these monsters in the first few images. University of California at Santa Cruz astronomer Garth uh, Illingworth uh, rhetorically asked, how do you do this in the universe at such an early time? How do you form so many stars so quickly? And University of Kansas and Lawrence astronomer Allison Kirkpatrick said, right now, I find myself lying awake at three in the morning, wondering if everything I've ever done is wrong. The existence of very distant, mature galaxies is just one more in a long list of failed Big Bang predictions. Some popular science news sources now claim that po pointing out that these problems amount to science denial. But one only has to read the initial news reports to see that Big Bang scientists were greatly unsettled by these results. Extended objects like galaxies would be dramatically dimmed by red shift in an expanding universe so dimmed in practice as to become invisible in any decent space camera. Imagine my shock that in 1993, when we got our first really deep Hubble image, 
It was plastered all over with very distant but quite distinct galaxies, not dimmed in the least. That meant the universe couldn't be expanding, not according to Tolman. But when I tried to point this out, the new self-appointed expert said, no, it just means that younger galaxies in the distant past were intrinsically much brighter than the galaxies today. After all, they were younger in the past and generating more brilliant young stars. Conventional astronomers, including the late Alan Sandage, claim galaxies' surface brightness uh, data are consistent with an expanding universe, provided one assumes galaxy size and brightness evolve systematically with redshift. However, Big Bang critic Eric Lerner claims that surface brightness data are much more consistent with a static universe and that it's impossible to reconcile the data with simple models of galaxy evolution when low Z nearby galaxies are included in the analysis. In any case, data and images from the James Webb Space Telescope are proving enormously problematic for advocates of the Big Bang. Bible-believing Christians can be confident the heavens will continue to testify to their supernatural creation by the Lord Jesus Christ. As ICR's President Emeritus, Dr. John Morse, likes to say, it's a great time to be a Bible-believing Christian, end of quote. Under the title, Glory of God, the winter 2023 issue of Search for the Truth relates the following while also, quote, also quoting astronomer Allison Kirkpatrick's anxious moments. The heavens declare the glory of God. God is outside of time, and his power is limitless, greater than the expanse of the universe. Yet mankind is constantly trying to reduce him to our limited understanding. For centuries, people have tried to explain the existence of the entire universe without a creator. The most popular and prevalent narrative is the Big Bang, that an explosive expansion of the quantum universe and time-space continuum, science speak for nothing, to, uh, turned into all matter, energy, time, and space of the universe, and it took place about 15 billion years ago. Yet every experiment and observation ever done has confirmed that nothing can do or become, well, nothing. Yet it is repeated over and over until people assume that the Big Bang must be true. On July 12, 2022, the $10 billion James Webb Space Telescope, pictures of deep outer space were released. If the Big Bang were true, as we look farther and farther into space, we are looking farther and farther back in time. The universe is so vast, the light which travels 186,000 miles per second would take billions of years to reach us from the far edge of the universe. The JWST was built to look back in time and take pictures of light from stars and galaxies, which would have left shortly after the universe began. While it was being constructed, Cambridge University astronomer Matt Bothwell stated, JWST is the best tool the human race ever built for learning about our cosmic origins, understanding where galaxies, stars, planets, and life came from. If the Big Bang were true, these pictures should reveal relatively few unspired galaxies and a myriad of gas clouds in the process of forming into new stars. So what did those pictures reveal? At the farthest edge of the universe, we see enormous numbers of fully grown spiral galaxies filled with billions of mature stars. 
It's almost as if the entire universe, like Adam and Eve, were instantaneously created, mature, and functional. After viewing these photographs of the far edge of the universe, University of Kansas astronomer Allison Kirkpatrick stated, Right now, I find myself lying awake at three in the morning and wondering if everything I've ever done is wrong. The implications of what the JWST pictures reveal are stunning astronomers worldwide. They are rapidly trying to spin some explanation involving continued faith in the naturalistic processes in spite of having no reasonable evidence to back up their faith, end of quote. The doctrine of uniformitarianism is foundational to evolution and its needs for billions upon billions of years to make the obviously impossible seem possible, and that foundation is truly sinking sand. Matthew seven twenty four through 27. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. The following paragraph from God Said, Man Said's article, Sodom and Dots, demonstrates the deep fallacy of uniformitarianism, which is built totally upon unbelief. This example is certainly not an anomaly. When the volcano at Mount St. Helens erupted in 1980, the area's topography changed dramatically. When newly formed rock was sent for radiometric dating, the rock, actually only 10 years old, was dated using the potassium-argon clock. The 10-year-old rock dated to 350,000 years old, and minerals within it dated it up to 2.4 million years old. The catastrophe occurred in 1980. Samples were collected from a lava flow that occurred in 1986. Those same samples were tested in 1996. End of quote. When you walk in unbelief, your father is a monkey, and your first cousin a mushroom, formerly a banana. All that you see is a product of a big bang from nothing, a cosmic accident. Your life is an accident. You have no purpose beyond satisfying your own animalistic pleasures. You have no future. When you die, that's all she wrote. When you walk in faith, your father is God, and your elder brother is the Lord Jesus Christ whose name is the Word of God, and by whom God spoke all of creation into existence by that which is invisible. Man was made to be blessed in the fellowship with God. The marvelous purpose of the blood bought is, of course, first to be reconciled unto the Father through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, and then to reconcile the lost sons and daughters of Adam unto God. The ministry of reconciliation is of grand and eternal proportions. When the born-again passed from this world, they passed into everlasting life in Christ Jesus in a new heaven and a new earth. Consider this marvelous passage in Revelation 21, 1 through 5. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. 
And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. The difference between the two camps is stark indeed. God has placed before us two doors. One is faith and the other unbelief. Which have you chosen? If you have yet to surrender entirely to Jesus Christ, click on the further with Jesus and settle the issue today. Everything depends on this decision. God said, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Genesis chapter 1, 26 and 27. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. God said, Psalms 115, verse 16, The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. Man said, I may have some problems, but it's good to know science has my back. That's right. I just follow the science. What science, you ask? Ah, you got me. I don't actually know. I'm just spouting out the latest non-answer. Now you have the record.